Hello and welcome to The Queer Thesperience. I am your host, Casper Oliver, with a brief message before you get to the interview. Uh, During the audio editing and processing of this interview that was recorded a little while ago, uh, it turns out that the first few minutes of the interview itself, my audio sounds a little wacky. Chris sounds fine, but mine sounds a little strange, but it does fix itself in a little bit, so sorry about that. Also, uh, be sure to tune in to the very end of the episode for a special little announcement from moi. All right, so let's continue forward. Again, I am Casper Oliver. I use they, them, and he, him pronouns. I am a non-binary, asexual entertainer, a voice actor, basically anything that I can get my grubby hands onto. And today I am joined by someone from TikTok who I greatly enjoy her work. Uh, Please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name's Chris Kang. I uh, use she, her pronouns. I am a voice actress. I am an improv actress and a TikTok creator. Uh, I, I bug my friends. I'll say I'm a TikTok superstar, and that's, <laughs> and that's, that's, which is not true. But <laughs> and TikTok is actually how I. Um how I discovered your content. And so let's actually kind of go over, we'll start with your TikTok stuff, mm-hmm. uh, cause that kind of seems to be where some of your biggest boom is at least in the public eye right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do on TikTok. Uh, primarily, uh, what all of, uh, almost all of my videos lean on my skills of voice actress. I usually do uh, impressions of different kinds. Sometimes I'll do just, you know, random voices that come through my head, a little random characters that I think are funny. Um, and I usually take a suggestion for, uh, from one of my comments in the previous video and kind of riff on it for a second or two. That's about the gist of what I do on TikTok anyway. Yeah, and you do some great impressions. Uh, it, so what, when did you start doing impressions? Oh, goodness. Um, well, probably, gosh, near the tail end of high school, I guess, I was trying to do some. Um, kind of going into into college. Um, but then I realized at the time that uh, when I was, because I was in school for mechanical engineering, uh, and, I, and I was doing my little impressions for everybody, but then I realized I was like, all the guys I watched on YouTube were voice actors and actresses. You know, the the videos I like to make, you know, I wasn't so big on making them as it turned out. I was, I liked being in camera, in front of the camera before, or rather than behind it. So I liked acting. Uh, and so that's just kind of where I started off just practicing, you know, doing impressions yeah. since high school, I guess. Which is, uh, that's, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it kind of, mimicking others that you see and hear is a great way and a way that a lot of people start. Uh, when did you know that you wanted to do voice acting either as a thing or on the side? Like when did that start appealing to you? It started appealing to me probably about that same time. That's I think that's where I, when I got my first microphone, I started doing just little, you know, uh, passion projects from like behind, behind the voice actor or whatever. Um, God, that would have been goodness five years ago, almost, something like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's uh, about when I started doing it. Uh, at that time, it was just like a, just sort of a fun little hobby thing. I had, I had no intention of trying to, you know, pursuing to make it a, a career of any kind. Yeah. And how, how is that kind of going for you now, nowadays, like besides TikTok? 
Uh, well, I t <laughs> that's a good question. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, yes, I, I, I'm still I'm still working on that dream. Uh, I, I'm getting I'm getting a lot closer these days uh, to doing it more full time. Um, but I still got, you know, I still got my <laughs> jobs on the side to help uh, pay for it in the meantime. But uh, but no, one of the that's the nice I, I, one of the biggest benefits of TikTok that I was not expecting was getting to meet so many um, friendly and creative folks. Uh, you know, not just voice actors, but you know, like musicians and other folks as well. That you know, not only help me with my stuff, but also inspire me to keep going that's really nice yeah you can find a really nice community on places like tiktok whether it's you're in totally. the co cosplay scene acting scene the cooking mm -hmm. scene kind of wherever it is that you're at you can find a really cool community uh so one thing that uh has often been touched on with like myself and other trans actors is the experience that you have as a trans actor is usually very different than the experience that a cis actor would normally have i don't know <laughs> what you're talking about it's completely <laughs> the same every book i've ever read is 100 percent on the mark for my experiences <laughs> um so i kind of just wanted to ask if you're comfortable with sharing how this experience has been for you like as a trans person sure yeah um yeah i mean that's a question i get a lot you know because like yeah i know what i sound like you know probably better than most um but uh i don't know for whatever reason as far okay as far as me personally mm -hmm. um for whatever reason my voice has never been a source of anxiety for me really oh, that's good um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I know a lot of, I know a lot of trans girls, especially, you know, are, get a little um, anxious or self-conscious about the, the, you know, the pitch of their voice, but for whatever reason, uh, for whatever reason, that's, that, that is not where my anxieties lay. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere <laughs> else. <laughs> They're everywhere else. Um, but yeah, no, um, but like professionally, uh, you know, it's like for other folks, I mean, it's, that's kind of the nice thing about voice acting is already voice acting is a pretty uh, versatile niche of acting to begin with. So, you know, uh, most of the time, most being doing probably a lot of, <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting in that one, but most of the time, you know, you're not getting cast for the way you look, you're getting cast for the way that you perform a character. And that's one of the things I really like about voice acting. So, you know, the fact that, you know, I'm wearing a full bead of makeup right now doesn't, preclude me from, you know, doing, you know, deep voice gruff characters, uh, should, should the part require it. Yeah. And kind of going into that, what is your favorite type of voice to do for characters? Do you have one? Do you have a few? Oh, I don't know exactly. I, I've been trying recently to lean a little bit more, I mean, not so much on TikTok, but uh, in, in my regular everyday auditions that I do, uh, to lean a little bit more just on my regular speaking voice. Um, so I've been trying, <laughs> learning to love that a little bit more. Um, uh, but yeah, that's probably it. Anything that's kind of like, you know, mid or mid up, upper range, uh, 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 typical male voices. I, I, I have a good bit of fun with <laughs> just kind of bouncing around and different parts of my throat and my mouth and I don't know. I just, I just like exploring that. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard that a lot of voice actors uh, tend to have like a favorite voice. And I, I typically lean towards anything that really gets my mouth and throat open. So mm -hmm. like you, you got the deep Southern accents that are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, you got them down there, you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or uh, you got that uh, like Rhode Island gangster sort of whatever the f 
this is, you know, but like. You lean into it. I, I watched The Sopranos earlier this year and I can't stop. Oh, oh goodness, can I swear? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, I just did it. <laughs> that's fair, that's, uh, that's fair, that's fair. But, <laughs> but that's what the beauty of audio editing is for. The thing is when I do that voice, that voice actually stems from, um, I'm a murder mystery actor and oh very cool yeah and one of the most popular characters i play is the 1920s gangster his name is don don dunn jr and um and uh his it's i whenever i do rated r shows oh my god i am i walk out there (laughs) oh and he he thinks he's such hot but I play him and I've gone to shows where people, we do shows where attendees play suspects, right? And we just hand them a binder, tell them how to play, and then they become the character. And yeah. <clears throat> uh, one time I, I did a, a birthday party at someone's house and the person who played my right-hand man was a straight guy, but he leaned very hard into like his character being into my character. And at first, okay. I, at first, I thought it was because he thought I was a woman, and I'm like, uh, I'd really rather not. I found out after the, <laughs> I found out after the party, he's like, oh no, I just thought that John Jr. was gay as hell, and I thought it'd just be fitting. I don't intentionally play him as such, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I admire, uh, I admire you doing that a lot because I mean that sort of that sort of thing I imagine requires a lot of. Uh, on the spot thinking and improvising. It is about um, 20 to 30% script. uh, And then the rest of it is improv because yeah, (laughs) you can perform the same, I can perform the same show three nights in a row with the same crew. Like I could go with the same two actors and play the show. And it'll be different every time because one will be a birthday party with 16-year-olds, one will be at a retirement community, and then one's at the Villages in Florida. I don't know if you've heard of the Villages. Um, I think I might have. <laughs> and that, that's actually something that I kind of want to tie into with you. You said that you do um, like improv-ish, right? Yes, yes. So what uh, sort yeah, of... Do... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, what sort of improv do you do? Oh, well, um, well, it started off, I was just taking some classes down in Atlanta. Um, over at uh, Dad's Garage, and which is really great theater, I was uh, I was really thankful to, <laughs> to 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 learn with some of those folks, um, but uh, but I found that I just like I really enjoyed it. I really yeah. really did. Um, so I for a while before uh, the the unpleasantness that's happening these days, I was uh, doing some uh, performances, some little basically open mic stuff with. Uh, open mic for improvisers with uh, a, a local troupe here in Chattanooga, and it was uh, and it was a good bit of fun. And I was uh, I, I was I wasn't sure how many folks were actually in the original troupe um, when I first arrived, but then I did it. And then afterwards, <laughs> afterwards we were talking. Like, hey, what's your name? That was yeah, that was really fun. You want to come back? And I was like, whoa, whoa! And then it, it turned out like everybody there except for me <laughs> was a regular. <laughs> so I was really thankful. Uh, they enjoyed the stuff and that's what i that's what i like to tell voice actors honestly they're like new voice actors i would honestly improv i would say take an improv class before a voiceover class quite frankly because i use you know i use my commercial commercial vo training uh like you know a good bit i use my improv training every single day without without fail without question every day i'm performing i'm improvising in some way or another yeah, and that's what I've heard, especially because you have to be able to 
uh, especially when working on someone else's project. You have to be able to change up the key real fast. Oh, yeah. You got to oh, be yeah. able to take it new ways. Um, and also, tied in with that, I see that you do D&D stuff, which <laughs> is uh, not too uncommon with voice actors, I'm learning. <laughs> yes, it's we true. Just, we, we are used to dropping ludicrous amounts of money to do silly voices, and D&D mm -hmm. is no different. <laughs> so, No, it totally is. It's like, yeah, I, I love D&D, &D, and it pulls on the exact same things that we were just talking about, you know? It's you know, depending on the crew, it can be like, you know, completely improvised or, you know, partially or, you know, you can, you know, put your own special voice on it or you can just be your normal one. You're playing a new character or, or you can just be a Mimi character, you know, you can just like be your own voice and just have fun with it. I love D&D. &D. It is so much fun. And do you do like streams and stuff? Uh, I don't, uh, oh, well, stream, D&D &D streams? Yes, yes. Uh, we don't do D&D streams, however, I am on a podcast, it's called Roll for Chaos, uh, with some of my TikTok buddies, and I, on there I play uh, Winona Willitrot, who is uh, a gnome gunslinger, because I asked, I asked the, uh, if I, it's like, I, I've always wanted to be a cowgirl, can I just be a cowgirl? And he was like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so, I, uh, so that's, that's Winona, um, and then uh, she's another one. She's not too different from my normal voice, but uh, you know, I started playing right about here. I think of her as somebody who was a hillbilly who kind of moved out west to try and make an old, make uh, make a new life for herself. But that's about where she sits right here. Yeah, and that's one of the one of the cool things with D and D too is that. You know, I like you can start with one voice, and then just as the character grows, you can watch the voice change. Oh a yeah, bit. and it's kind of this interesting thing where you don't realize how much a voice ties in with like a character's very essence until mm -hmm. you watch the voice change. Oh, for sure. For how, sure. How long have you been playing D&D? Oh, goodness. Uh, I've been playing D&D not, not crazy long. Um, oh, God, I can't remember exactly when I started. It was like 2018, 2017, something like that. It was after I started watching Critical Role, like most folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Critical um, role and or the adventure zone, depending the person. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I uh, I I started watching Critical Role and uh, and listening to Adventure Zone, and uh, I just really vibed with it. And I asked my friends if they wanted to play D and D, and a couple of them were like, "I've been itching to play D and D. Will you DM?" And I was like, hey, "Okay, yes, I will." And then uh, and then we've been playing D and D since. I I love it. It's a good. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah, and it's definitely a totally a different, it's a wild difference between DMing and playing. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, I, I have found that I think I enjoy playing more because um, I like sitting with one character and exploring that. I don't know, maybe that's just because I'm coming from an actor's perspective and a, an actor's framework. Um, but I do like DMing as well. And DMing, you can do the same thing because uh, you know, you just have to manage so many different characters and <laughs> plan a map for everything. I really appreciate uh, DMs. I really do. I <laughs> yeah, I I typically I I typically actually prefer to DM. I don't oh. D, I don't DM that often, but I like to DM because I I find myself wanting to tell stories, and mm. I very much, especially with my murder mystery work, I have gone from just storytelling to liking to tell stories that people are involved in, like that immersive entertainment. Yeah. And D&D &D is that, where 
um, I, I love to DM and love to like, especially I love to DM for first time players <laughs> because yes. oh my gosh. watching them go, oh, I can do this. And then just <laughs> they either go hog wild right off the bat or they're really tentative and then you can see when they realize like all that they can get away with it's too much fun it's too much fun watching it happen and i don't know about you i typically play when it comes to playing characters one of two types of characters and there's rarely ever any in between either soft good old boy like lawful good cleric of paylor like just good old (laughs) or i play the massive jerk bags and there is no in between (laughs) (laughs) for me uh for me i usually go in for uh okay maybe this is also part of why i like to play like rather than dm is because i like to be a i like to play supporting roles and i love the idea of playing someone who doesn't know magic or can only do like a little bit of magic in a world that is just completely run by magic. I, I think the juxtaposition of that is really, really fun. Uh, and, and, and that's usually what it comes out to, uh, comes out to be in just them kind of fumbling around dashing to try and catch up with everybody else. And I love it. Got the little essence of drama, some room for comedy. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is, you know, I, I, I definitely think that it's a it's a great when you find like a great group to play with, mm-hmm. you've got chemistry with the DM, you know, oh, you yeah. love your character. I think there's nothing more simultaneously exhilarating yet exhausting than a really good D&D session. <laughs> Especially when you play for like 8 hours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's uh yeah, it it, it, it it's it is wild and part of the reason why i like being on the podcast because because i lose focus so easily whoops i we we have to keep our our sessions down to like two hours or so to a max and that helps me you know like realign myself for whenever we do the next episode be like okay okay i know where we are i know where we are here we are doing this it just kind of helps (laughs) so kind of trailing a bit back with everything uh one thing that i often ask my my guests and I've learned over the course of doing this this podcast uh, how to reword the question. Instead <laughs> of when did you realize, when did you come out, it's more of when did that whole journey begin? Because you never stop changing and you never stop coming out. So very true. <laughs> so when did when did your kind of your I like to call it the gender journey. <laughs> um, when did the gender journey uh, really open up and begin for you? Well, I'm not 100% sure. It's probably, see, the trick of it is, is well, I have a terrible memory. Uh, um, yeah, that's fair. So I think um, it was sometime 2017, 2018, maybe it was even 2016. Oh God, now I can't even remember. I think it was 2017. I think it was 2017. Um, but I don't know. You just kind of get that like little like, you know, in the back of your head, like, huh? what was that? Huh? Makeup? What was that? Who said that? <laughs> and, uh, and it just kind of blossomed into uh, to my fruity business you see today after many, <laughs> many, many, uh, uh, many months and years. Um, I didn't actually start taking, uh, taking hormones or, you know, doing a, doing laser hair removal on my face till uh uh august of 2019 so uh, it's been about a year and some change as far as uh any sort of medical tra- transition 
I mean, that stuff's hard to get on. Like, you know, I, like I knew I was trans for years before I could start hormones. And oh, yeah. well, I lived in Indiana and now in Florida, two places that aren't known for being, you know, yeah. <laughs> ah, especially the South. Don't you love it? Huh. It's, it can be a struggle sometimes for sure. But then you find those little pockets where you find your fellow gaggle of gays. And it's like, <laughs> oh, thank God. No, that's the nice thing is, um, uh, it's one of the things I really like about Chattanooga. It's been, uh, well, well, to be fair, to be fair, uh, most of my transition, to be honest, I did, obviously I didn't plan for this, has been through uh, quarantine. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even mean to, but that's just how it happened. Um, and I was able to find a nice clinic in, uh, in Atlanta that's licensed, to, um, uh, that, that's licensed to operate in a bunch of different states, and uh, both Alabama, where I was originally living, and Tennessee, where I currently am, uh, so I can get my meds relatively easily, so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. That's always good, and it's good that you've, you've seemed to fa- found yourself like a really good support system through, you know, oh, yeah. your, your community with the improv and um tiktok and all that which is so integral mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it really it's really is absolutely necessary um so when did you when did you start doing things online like tiktok and the because you mentioned you started doing impressions in late high school uh when yeah. did you start putting your voice out there well it was it was probably not too long after high school i probably i think it was probably that first or second semester or quarter or whatever of, uh, of college, I started going, started auditioning for those little passion projects. Uh, so this would have been about 2015, I believe. And I would just, um, uh, I would just go in and try, uh, you know, there, there'll be somebody who's doing like, they were remaking like Disney songs or whatever. So I'd go in and be like, oh, I'll go for the Mad Hat or whatever. And uh, I'd come in and try that and folks really responded well to it and then but it was nice because I could go back and listen to those auditions later or or those parts later and be like oh okay you know I need to pitch it up a little bit I need to crunch it down some you know and that's uh going back and listening to yourself is integral to doing that sort of thing and I don't know it was just I I started doing that and then when TikTok came along I decided to to give it a whirl and after a year or so folks uh folks uh took a liking and and i've been doing it that way ever since on tiktok and so we kind of talked about the the origin and the startup but where do you want to go like moving forward where do you see yourself like some goals for yourself well, my immediate goal, my first time, my, my main goal is to be able to support myself full time doing voice acting, uh, which is uh, easier said than done. Any, and doing it with any type of acting is <laughs> easier said than done. It doesn't even sound that easy. Um, but that's, that's my goal right now. And uh, TikTok has helped really kind of push that needle in, the, in that direction. Um, you know, not just, you know, having folks know to you know see my work and be able to you know uh, watch it but also to help you know uh, I mean for better or for worse that's one of the things they look for uh, industry-wise is like you know what's what sort of you know not only what what's the word what projects have you worked on what content are you putting out right now you know what shows are you doing right now but also like how many people like to see it you know or can, yeah. like can you quantify it you know in some way so for better or for worse 
Um, but I'm, but that's, you know, that's, that's one of the nice things about TikTok as well is it's kind of helped push in that direction. Yeah. It gets your name out there. gets your face out there. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, me, uh, fun opportunities like this one right here. Hey, <laughs> yeah, no, it, a, a lot of a lot of voice actors. It's it's kind of funny to be like, you know, all right, well, what do you want to do? So I just I want to be able to pay the bills and do this, you know? <laughs> because if you're not doing this and paying the bills, you have to do other stuff, and yeah. it that takes away the time, the ludicrous amount of time that voiceover work <laughs> takes. Yeah, auditioning and recording and you know communicating like communicating and practicing and just everything that it entails and uh, I, I actually make my own fiction audio drama and so I'm writing the script editing casting directing producing networking also voicing the main character because I was like, I, I know that I can sit and do this. So I'll just write them and I'll just play it. And it's been a lot of fun, but oh my Lord, the time. It's a lot of work, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, mad respect for you. Cause like that's, I was just talking to somebody the other day about exactly that. They wanted to start doing audiobooks, And I told them, you know, when you go onto this, some, there are some sites you can go to and they'll be like, they'll give you a rate to do it. And sometimes those rates, you know, they'll look like, wow, that's really nice just to read a book. But what's important to keep in mind is that not only are you reading it, you know, not, are, not only are they paying for the training that it took to, you know, get you to be able to talk correctly uh, into a microphone, uh, they're also paying for you to direct yourself. They're paying for you to engineer yourself. They're paying for, you know, the time it took to market yourself to get to that position in the first place. And by the time all that is done, you know, that, that original fee is, is, is not the, it is not the value of your work. Uh-oh, whoops. <laughs> no but it, it's true and that unfortunately yeah. happens so often and mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. another thing that I, I, I've talked about on interviews before with guests it's like the arts it's everyone enjoys the arts but they don't appreciate the artists whether yeah. it's animators actors oh god yeah no it's I I don't quite know what the <laughs> what the road is to get to you know to, to making sure artists are getting paid the full value of their work. Um, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm, that's been an age old question, I guess, but you know, with, that's just kind of the, the road as a, as an actor, as a, as a illustra illustrator, as an artist in general, you just, the world we live in, that's what you got to navigate. <laughs> you got to accept the fact that it's going to suck for a little while, but. Yep, 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 yep. So outside of voiceover work and uh, doing stuff with the D&D podcast, like what kind of, what kind of stuff do you enjoy? What sort of other creative pursuits do you find yourself leaning towards? Well, I mean, aside from video games, I really like those. <laughs> but uh, recently I, I, uh, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to do like make costumes and do cosplay and stuff like that. And I've never been able to, but uh, I finally decided to take this Halloween as an opportunity. I'm going to make my first one. Sorry, I'm looking over here to the closet because that's where I've got my sewing machine that I just got <laughs> to start making my own. And I'm going to try. I don't know. We'll see if it ends up on TikTok or not, but <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I want to be able to uh, 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 find something creative to do that is not you know, I'm not using for content if I, right. can, if I can avoid it, right? Yeah, no, I feel, yeah, like, mad respect for you making your own cosplay, because, like, I've been cosplaying since, like, high school, but I've never 
made anything. I have thrifted <laughs> everything. I've ordered it online. I, I, I only cosplay characters that don't have canonical looks because I like the creative Ooh. liberty. Um, I like, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Like characters from oh, podcasts like- or human mm-hmm. versions of Transformers, like stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Oh my God. No, I, I, I love that. I, I love the, the elbow room to try and, you know, make something your own. And that's another thing that I try to do on TikTok all the time is, you know, somebody will be like, do, you know, say this line is JFK or whatever. I'll try to, you know, I'll say the line, but I'll try to twist it as into, you know, I'll add something at the end or do something a little bit. Just add your own little, you know, sprinkle to it. And add, yeah. Oh yeah, no, my my favorite one of yours was the Nigel Thornberry one with the the. Oh. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite one. So I love. I I need to do more Nigel Thornberry. He's such I love Tim Curry and I, and I love that character. I I didn't even grow up watching that show, but I was like I wanted to watch more because yeah, he's just so funny to watch or whatever he does. I don't even know. Like sometimes, oh. sometimes you see, you hear a character, you see a character, and it's just oh, that must have been fun to voice, right? Oh God, I you just wish you could have been in the booth, like not even just to to not not even to play, just to like sit there and watch, right? Like, I want to be in the room where it happens, the room. Where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I, I notice like, in in the household we have um myself, I'm I'm an actor, and then my mm-hmm. fiance, she's a writer, and then uh, mm-hmm. one of our roommates uh, is a artist and animator, and mm-hmm. so when we all when we all enjoy media, we're all looking at it from like different perspectives. <laughs> so like yeah. Nessa is always like the wording in this is clunky the this and that she's like look at the scripts while our roommates like oh the animation and I'm sitting there like oh that must have been fun to play or oh that delivery <laughs> like you just tearing it apart <laughs> oh see that's the nice thing about uh about voice acting the stuff that we sort of do is like we kind of get um uh in a way, sort of that, like, you know, that immediate, immediate dopamine hit when <laughs> we get to, like, go back and listen to it, like, ah, there we go, I made something, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it can be, cha- it's challenging in some ways, but that is one of the, one of the rewards of uh, doing acting as, a, as an art form, and voice acting as an art form is because you can just, like, immediately go and, like, see what you did. Like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, and like when you do film, you know, you gotta wait for it to be edited and put together, right. and yeah. you know, stage. You only see mm-hmm. it if someone records it, and even then, it's like not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing with me being an immersive, an immersive entertainer is they, especially with it being murder mysteries, no one records them because right. it, it would give away the plot to anyone else who'd want to, you know, book the show. And, mm-hmm. and, but you like hear the stories of, oh man, I loved it when, you know, the a- other actress smacked you across the face and I was like, it's a stage slap, calm down. But like, you know, <laughs> you collapse under the floor crying in front of everyone, you know, and it's like, but you don't get to see it. But with voice acting, you record the lines and then you plug it in and you just sit there. It's like, oh, yeah. that was me. <laughs> That was one of my favorite things is, okay, because as a voice actor, especially, um, especially like folks that do it from home uh, and are just kind of, are kind of like new, quite starting out and, you know, aren't doing it full-time professionally yet. We don't get to hear other actors do it uh, in the same room with us all the time. Most of the time it's just us by ourselves. Right. And I, but like, I got to hear, I did a, I did a charity stream recently with a bunch of my voice acting buddies and 
I, it was the first time I had been in a room with all of them at the same time. And it was, I, I, and I, without an ounce of exaggeration or hyperbole, it was magic. It was amazing to hear what they were spitting. It was crazy. Oh yeah. And like another thing that I, it's, similar vein but when you know when you're a voice actor doing it when you're recording like I I record everything in my closet uh like I Mm -hmm. I put up all my clothes to like block out the sound I got my little muffler and so it's just me hunched over in my closet overheating because it's Florida you know (laughs) recording my lines and I feel like a lot of voice actors get the same kind of bloopers that Mm -hmm. you stumble over your words and that or like you you stumble over your tongue you give a huff, you say a few swear words and that's it. But sometimes it's like, I, I feel like, it's like, oh man, I'm the only one who does this. And recently an actor who I have admired for like five years, wanted, he reached out about being on my podcast and I was like, yes. And so he, he plays my character's boss and oh my god he sent over the lines he left all the bloopers in and i'm just like, <laughs> like that's amazing because it's like you know you look up to someone and go you mess up too <laughs> <laughs> yeah like see okay i was talking to uh, i was talking to casey it was mr hamilton uh he came to chattanooga one time on his road trip and, and I was just talking with him and it was amazing to watch because he just like, he just grabs his phone and he just jumps right into it. You know, he'll start filming. And I'm like, whoa, you don't sit and think about it for two hours before you record? You just do it? How do you do that? <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know. I, I really, I, I, I love, I, I don't know. I just, like, I just like being in the room with other creators, being able to, you know, see what they do, bounce off of them. And it's, I don't know. It's magical. It's, 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 it's just magic. Oh yeah. Like it's so much more fun recording with other people or in- interacting, acting with other people, especially oh, yeah. when you have that realm of improv to it mm-hmm. where oh, for sure. you, you might get, you might have a general idea as to wh- what the other person's going to do, but you don't know how they're going to do it, what words yeah. they're going to say. Yeah. And and real magic can come from just like the most subtle and also trying not to break <laughs> trying right, not to yes, break yes, character. Yes, yes. <laughs> especially when you're dealing with like some comedic geniuses over here <laughs> and, yeah. like... and sometimes it's like you know even like it, it'll be something it'll they'll say something just completely unexpected you know you'll be like you'll think you're leading them one way you know i mean that's kind of here i'm gonna peek behind the curtain of improv you know i mean it's uh you know you're kind of you're yes sanding and you're trying to make your partner look good so sometimes you're like setting them up for you know to the to toss them a punchline but then you know some you think they're gonna swing one way but they go completely the opposite direction and it's and it's so much fun because then you gotta like oh wait, wait you gotta get catch up over here and it's too it's so good it is so much fun i love being a part of it and I love watching it too. Besides um, like voice acting and some improv, what other sort of acting stuff have you done? Like stage, film? Honestly, not that much. I didn't, uh, I didn't really grow up doing a lot of that stuff. The most, um, cause I thought I was gonna, uh, up, up through high school and probably honestly halfway through college, I thought I was gonna be an engineer, you know, just mm-hmm. working at a plant somewhere. Um, and I did for a while and it sucked. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, uh, but yeah, no, I, um, 
so I didn't do a whole lot of, uh, you know, I didn't do like school plays or stuff like that. What I did do, however, in high school, okay, this is going to be a little complicated, but my buddy and I, uh, we were, uh, we were chaplains of, uh, of the band. We were chaplains. And somewhere along the line over the years, the chaplain's job expanded from not just doing, um, you know, say, saying a devotional or whatever, get everybody, you know, kind of bring everybody in. Somewhere along the line, the job expanded to performing some sort of skit or having a video ready or something like that, or playing some sort of game with folks. And um, that is probably the first real experience with like live theater I had. Um, and it was, and it was wild. Like the first time you do it, it's real scary. Um, but we would play, you know, we had this, uh, this skit we did, we, we got elected two years in a row for our junior and senior year uh, to do it. And one of the ones we did, we always did this game called Awkward Freshman. And we would, uh, and basically, well, what it used to be, it was lame as hell. They would just take two freshmen out of the room, tell them they were going to play some sort of game, tell them the rules when we come back in. And when they come back in, everybody just stares at the freshmen for a little bit. We thought that was lame as hell. So we, got, we decided we were going to give them a script to act out with each other. And the first one we did, my buddy was Baron Von Famous Directorson. And I was just like, <laughs> his like script writer. Um, and the next one we did, I, I was the Joker, and then he was Batman. And, some, and, and in those moments, it's the same thing we were just talking about, uh, maybe, maybe in podcast, maybe not, but uh, the, those kind of improv, uh, improvisational moments that really, uh, that really uh, made, the, made it shine, and I think really folks really connected with. Um, yeah, doing live theater is... Um, uh, or a live performance of any kind, but especially live acting is about the best <laughs> acting teacher you can do or you can have. Yeah, just mm -hmm. doing it and doing it in an atmosphere where it's, I always say, it's not that you can't mess up. It's that if you mess up, you gotta just roll with it. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Because, no, uh, yeah, you just, yeah, it's, it, it is inevitable. It is not a matter of if, but it is a matter of when you are going to mess up or maybe your partner messes up. And that's, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep on going. You gotta figure out how we're going to bounce out and not, without discussing it on stage, you just gotta go for it. Yeah. Like I remember one time I did a, one of our, one of our murder mysteries. Um, there is a whole, there's one of our shows that happens drastically three different ways, depending on how many actors are doing it. So if you have one actor, the script goes one way. If you have two actors, the script goes another way. If you have three actors, the script, if you have three or more actors, then the script goes a totally different way. And they are all same ending, but very drastic in execution. Mm -hmm. And it was my first time doing a two actor version of it, but we technically had three actors, but one was like a ride along. So we were treating it like a two actor. And so there was a big character reveal, like a, a, a plot twist that I was supposed to reveal. And I only revealed about half of it before I just kept going. And I realized that I didn't explain why the plot twist happened. So I'm like, oh no, everyone's confused. And you just, I, in this, I was playing this bumbling idiot. So it kind of made sense for it to be like, oh, yeah. what I forgot to mention. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and like, you, you just, you, you don't have time to like, Oh, can I come back in? Let me re from the top. Like you, you just gotta <laughs> just go for it, man. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's the the train don't stop. You know, you just gotta <laughs> keep on going. Sometimes it's a fun train. Sometimes it's the pain train, depending on how much you mess <laughs> <Right>. up. <laughs> like the <laughs> like, uh, first time I ever did a murder mystery show, I, my nerves were shot. I died. 
and then I came back as the detective and everyone was like, oh, that's so-and-so. And they kept saying that I was the victim. And I'm like, no, my name is Detective da-da-da. But I was so frazzled that I walked up there and I had the microphone, hello, my name is, and then I said the victim's name. <laughs> and I'm standing there in front of this entire room of people who are like, oh, I told you. I'm like, oh, no, wait, sorry, that's the, that, that's the victim. <laughs> sorry, I got my names mixed up. My name pretended to look at like a name tag. I'm like, oh, my, my name is Detective. And I just, from then on out, my detective has just been an idiot. Just a <laughs> mess. Idiot. Because you got to rebound. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And just, you know, not just rebound, but like, you know, take that information from earlier, like you were saying, and, you know, carry it with you through the whole thing. So that it makes sense. <laughs> yep, it, yep, 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 yep. That it happened. But, oh man, yeah, no. So like, I guess some of my last questions before we wrap up yep. is if you, I ask this of every guest that I have on, um, if you were to meet you when you were kind of starting off this whole acting journey or someone in a similar position, what sort of advice would you want to give to someone else who's kind of trying to find their place in the acting scene, um, trans or not, like just someone yeah. trying to find their place within the acting realm? I, if I could tell them one thing, I mean, this might be a little cliche, but I, I would encourage them to, to never forget why you're doing what you're doing. You know, like it, it's easy to get caught up in when you're, you know, getting rejected in auditions or, you know, like, you, you know, you're posting stuff online and it's just like not going anywhere and stuff like that to just get real down on yourself and be like, God, man, I suck at this. What's happening? You know, but it's important to keep in mind you enjoy doing this, right? Like this is, this is the sort of, you know, like I like doing voices, you know, I'm never going to get paid to do impressions really. I just like doing them, you know? And that's, that's part of the reason why I do TikTok is just because it keeps my voice acting creative juices flowing and makes me smile. I like it a lot. So I just, just never forget that because if, if you're not having fun, then well, you're just gonna you're just gonna be miserable, and it's <laughs> there's no point. You know? Even if you're successful, you're gonna be miserable, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just yeah. I don't know. You gotta do it. You gotta do it because you enjoy it. Because uh, you're gonna be doing it like, because that's gonna be the only thing keeping you going for a little while. At the very yeah. Least. yeah. So, yeah. But uh, and uh, lastly, where can mm -hmm. our listeners find your works? Oh, okay. Well. Let's see. Uh, you can find me on TikTok. That's going to be the, the prominent spot. It's a Chris King VO. That's C-R-I-S-K-I-N-G-V-O. Um, you can thank my parents for that. Um, uh, it's also that way on Twitter. And uh, I'm, doing a, uh, I'm doing a charity stream called TalkVox. It's called T-O-K-V-O-X, uh, where I get a bunch of your favorite voice actors from TikTok. And uh, we just go on and riff and uh, we raise money for... Uh, uh, charity. I'm not exactly sure the exact date right now, but keep an eye out for that. And I would be remiss if I didn't plug uh, my D&D podcast as well, since we talked about it. <laughs> it's Roll for Chaos, uh, and uh, some more TikTok friends are on there as well. And it's a, it's a really good time. So 
we'd love to we'd love to have you listen <laughs> well if you're listening to this on youtube i will put all of the links in the description if you find the promo post for this on twitter or instagram i will tag her accounts and also if you're listening to this elsewhere you can just find the typed out versions in the description it'll all be there for you and my turn <laughs> you can find <laughs> the queer thespirience on twitter as thespirience which is a play on thespian and experience you can find us on instagram under the queer thespirience we are on youtube pinecast spotify basically slowly but surely wherever you get your podcasts and remember all the world's a stage so give them one heck of a show this has been casper oliver joined by chris king signing off Bye-bye. Bye, Bye y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in to this awesome episode with Chris King. I was such a blast to interview her. But now that I have you here, it is time for a little announcement. Uh, a few times over the course of the interview, I mentioned that I was working on an audio drama. Well, this interview was recorded a little while ago, and that audio drama is now about to finish its first season. Jar of Rebuke is a queer, heavy, Midwestern Gothic horror comedy mystery. <laughs> That's a mouthful, but it's about to finish its first season. January 21st is the first ever season finale, and then February and March we will be releasing little mini interlude episodes, which are canon, and we do uh, encourage you to listen to them as well. But then come April, we will be starting up season two. Uh, actually, some of the guests that you have heard on this series are voices actors for that podcast uh jason larock ashley craft and a great many other fantastic voice actors many of them within the queer community are bringing this podcast to life and we have been having some immense success we won the uh twipod award 2020 for most uh best original idea we've had over 4,000 downloads 300 subscribers and just like wow almost 55 star reviews across various platforms we are greatly honored and if you want to keep Jar of Rebuke and the Queer Thesperience going on at its current pace with Queer Thesperience every other week and then Jar of Rebuke episodes the 7th and 21st of every month, please consider checking out our Patreon. If you look up Jar of Rebuke on Patreon for as little as a dollar or as much as 50, however much you want to donate a month, you can get early access to episodes, behind the scenes content, and it helps pay our cast and crew and 10% of all of our Patreon earnings every month go to an anti-bullying charity here in the U.S. called Don't Be a Monster. So there's a whole lot of people that benefit from your donations, and they are greatly appreciated. I will put the link in the description below. And that is about it. But thank you all so much for your continued support of the Queer Thesperience and also of Jar of Rebuke. Take care and stay safe. Bye-bye.